As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today is the 22nd of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I am not joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. However, feedback has been uh, heard, it's been received, it's been absorbed. Solo pods, not going to be, a th- I'm not going to say they're not going to be a thing because at some point in the future, they're, you know, the circumstances are such that it might happen. But we think it's reasonable that if one of us is going to be out, we go get a fill in, we get a guest host. And that's why today I am joined by one of my first uh, internet friends in Pistons land, one of the first people to find like me and my content when I, when I started my journey, uh, we are joined by Bully Ball's own. Zark Turner. Zar, you saved the show this week. Thank you, dude. Oh man, it's it's just some light, you know. <laughs> no, some light. I'm I I'm I'm very I'm very honored to be on the show and and holding it down for James. Uh shout out to James. Uh yeah, shout out Bully Ball too. Uh my my boy my boys Jake and and uh Mike and uh everybody who helps out there. We we are up currently. Um yeah, man, I, I'm very glad to be on this show and uh thanks for reaching out. For those who don't know, if, if anybody who's not familiar, give them the lowdown on on what Bully Ball is. Okay, yeah. Uh, Bully Ball is initially something that me and my friend Jake, his Twitter is at Jake's Bad Tweets. Uh, he has very good tweets, though. Um, we, we created back in 2021 just to be kind of like a, a central hub. Initially, we were looking to be national sports, but we kind of... Uh, curated it to be specifically for Detroit sports um, moving forward. And kind of just what, what we, what we internally say at least is like a sports media outlet for the sickos. So like, if you're looking for a Killian Hayes rookie mixtape, it is on there. Uh, we are on YouTube, uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we, we make a lot of content. Uh, we do a lot of YouTube long form content. I did a Pistons off season plan earlier this year this summer that actually did pretty well uh, where I predicted almost everything wrong. Um, but, you know, people still watched and uh, I'm currently cooking up a season trailer, which is something we do every year. And uh, I'm also doing something that's currently in the works about uh, my favorite Pistons player of all time, Blake Griffin, hot take. Um, and why he's the most important Piston of our generation. Oh. For Zoomers, is that the take? Is that Blake Griffin yeah. is for Zoomers? Yeah, yeah, he he is, and it, it it's more so just more than just the 2019 season that that I'll talk about. Just kind of the Mandela effect of Blake Griffin on the Pistons, but uh, yeah, you know the thing we're going to be doing today kind of ties into what you said pretty well uh, in terms of sicko content, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, we got a quick housekeeping thing up top. A week ago, James announced the Bonnie Cardigan Show Fantasy Football League. Uh, he wanted me uh, in his absence to make a note of something. Um, he should have sent out a mass email to the two leagues. We did get them filled up. Uh, the biggest issue we ran into 
was if the pod releases at like five or six a.m. Eastern, uh, within that first hour, we had like a hundred emails, and then by nine a.m. Eastern, we had like two hundred emails. So what James wanted me to say is at this point, uh, we've probably logged at like I don't know, like five hundred emails. Um, unfortunately, he is not going to reply to everyone individually. Uh, that you didn't make it. Everybody who did make it, uh, we have sent out a, a mass email. So uh, check those inboxes. Gotten a, a lot of responses. I think everybody is uh, aware. Um, if there are any other updates uh, to be had that aren't included in that email, uh, we will tackle it next week when James is back on the show. Uh, so without further ado, Czar, let's, let's lay the groundwork for what's going to be going on today. We are going to be doing the, man, I thought they were going to pan out draft as it pertains to the Detroit Pistons. Now, this is going to be uh, essentially our five biggest swings and misses is what this is. And the, the thing that we had to make clear, it's not a starting five. Like you could pick five dudes that all played the same position. It was just the five players in your life that you thought for sure were going to flourish in Detroit. And then they didn't. Um, originally, I was like, let's only do draft guys. And then it's like, what if we cast a wider net? Free agents should be allowed. And then it was like, what if we make this as deep as it can go? We allow trades, but it can only be for like tertiary guys. It has to be someone who was in that kind of middle of the pack. Now I have a question. Yes. Do we want to give each other a veto? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like it? Because I have some on mine that you might hear it and you're going to be like, no way. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I think it is. Does that cover everything? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for the free agents and trades thing, I guess the only thing that we 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 said to each other was not to include like a, a big like a big time one like a yeah. Like don't take picks here, but Blake Griffin is the yeah. one name that yeah. we agreed yeah, yeah. was like no, that doesn't count. And then we yeah. would also argue sneaky like well, but that kind of did work out. But that's yeah, not you know, that's but... <laughs> not that's not this episode. We're not here to talk yeah. about that in this episode. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to extend Bunning Cardigan hospitality and give you the first pick, or do you want to do the traditional coin flip? Uh, let's do the coin flip. Let's do the coin flip. So this first one is going to be a test just to make sure that you can hear it. Okay. Okay. Hey Siri, flip a coin. It's heads this time. Could you hear that? All good. All good. Okay. What do you call? I'm going to go tails. Hey Siri, flip a coin. All right. First pick. I got it. This is big because I know what a lot of people are expecting me to do. If you had the first pick, I I know what you would do and I know what you're going to do because he's still going to be on the board. So you're going to get your guy. Okay. I made a big board for this. We talked about this. I. I have a list of guys in front of me. If we go back to the summer of 2017, the Boston Celtics are attempting to clear cap space to sign Gordon Hayward. And in an attempt to do this, they sent a 2019 second round pick and Avery Bradley to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Marcus Morris with the first pick in the, I thought they'd pan out draft. I'm taking Avery Bradley because if we go back in time and I don't remember if it was like defensive player of the year voting, or if he made like an all defensive team, but Avery Bradley had kind of begun to establish himself as a guy that on the defensive end, like he was, you know, he was for real. Yeah. And man. so this is the point when I'm, I'm officially buying back into uh, the Pistons and I, and I'm getting really excited. It was also one of the first times that I ever made a reaction video to a move that we made. I immediately like oh. went on Periscope and was like, Avery Bradley, I can't believe this. Uh, the season starts and defensively, he was pretty much fine. Like he was fine. Uh, but the biggest thing that I loved and that I've I've talked about on this show uh, ad nauseum at this point was you have a lot of players in the league who, as soon as they go into a certain dribble package, they start to make a, a specific move. You know what they're about to do and you know they're about to dot the eye. Like if LeBron starts looking at the ground and pounding the basketball into the floor, you know what he's about to do. You know what I mean? You know that shot's going to go in. For Avery Bradley, it was riding the Andre screen, taking the handoff at the elbow and pulling up from 18. Like those give and goes at the top of the key, it was good every single time. He ends up getting hurt a few weeks into the season. I'm a you know, hamstring, if it was his knee, whatever it was. Comes back, isn't quite the same. And then as history remembers that he's only a piston for a couple of months because the Blake Griffin trade is on the table. 
Tom Gores puts a gun to SVG's head and he's like, <laughs> do you want to keep your job? And, you know, uh, as history remembers it, four months later, Stan Van Gundy did not have a job, but Blake was still a piston. Avery Bradley gets sent to the Clippers, spends the rest of his career in my head being a guy that I was like, what if he put it together here? The value of having that role player. Um, Avery Bradley kind of just, to me, the embodiment of what I love so much about role players and why I like rooting for them. Uh, so that's why he was number one on my board. I got my guy, Avery Bradley. You know, I should have seen that coming because I wrote him, I wrote him down yesterday and I was like, I'm not going to be able to pick him. But um, yeah, I, Avery Bradley was a good pick, man. I, I, I bought in. I remember it might not have been a consensus at the time, but there was one time on ESPN where they were like, man, the Pistons might be contenders this season after this move. That's what I'm saying. And that, that, that really, that really, you know, gave me hope for a little bit and it turned into nothing. Um, but my number one pick is someone who's near and dear to my heart still to this day. If he signed a contract with us right now, there might be people who'd get upset, but you know who would be celebrating like they won a championship? It's me. Uh, this man is 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 everything that I, I love about prospects, uh, including the the disappointment afterwards when they're not as good as you thought they'd be. Um, this man broke my heart, and I still love him. Um, uh, we all know who this is. This is Stanley Johnson. Yep. He he he. I, to put this in perspective, I was well. He was drafted 2015. I was 15. like in middle middle school. I want to say. And I, I watched, I remember, I remember I didn't know anything about him going to the draft. We drafted him and I was like, okay, I, I could see it sort of that playoff series against Cleveland, man, that did something to me that really, that really woke something up in me. Like I, I remember watching that and suddenly like I was in full defensive stance in front of my TV, clapping my hands whenever he would guard LeBron. I, I, I felt something in my soul and I knew in my soul at that time, I said it over and over to anybody who would listen that this man was, was, was the next Kawhi Leonard. Was I, was I correct? No, Dude. no, I was not correct. <laughs> I wasn't even remotely close. Uh, he got traded for another guy who might be on my list. Uh, if, if we make it to him, um, who I also, you know, I like some people, some people might say that, uh, Stanley Johnson was a bust. I, I, I can't, I can't say that. But did he not pan out? I would say that because people, the way people talk about him is like he was a top three pick, which he wasn't, right? Agreed. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you, you can't just like show me something and make Stephen A. Smith and 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 Skip Bayless. That was prime first take. Go at going at it about Stanley John. I remember Skip Bayless was like, "He's gonna be a, he's gonna be an NBA for a long time." And I was like, "Yeah, he is, man. Yeah, he is." And uh, here we are. He's, he's he's on a podcast just like me. So he's um, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. The thing you mentioned about Kawhi was the exact point that I was going to make. Which, by the way, Stanley number two on my big board. Uh, so yeah. number one and number two gone. Uh, but it's funny because what I had in my head and. It's important to note, like, this is the part in the pod where James would, you know, throw out a lasso and tell me to relax. So at the risk, of, like, but hey, guess what? James is, isn't here, so I get to say whatever <laughs> I want. Like, you got to contextualize. Like you said, it's 2015 and Detroit drafts this perimeter defender, right? A guy who we think might be kind of the Swiss army knife. At this point, we're not that far removed from seeing Kawhi's emergence in San Antonio, a guy who, whether people like to remember it or not, wasn't that great of a shooter, wasn't that great of a scorer in San Diego State. That's not why they wanted him. That's not why they drafted him. And that's why they get so much credit for what Kawhi became is because of the, the transcendent job that they did with his offensive game. You know what I mean? So you're a Pistons fan and you see this guy from Arizona who went to, he went to modern day, I'm pretty sure. And even, you know, in 2023, you hear that and you're like, that's cool. In the mid 2010s, if a dude went to modern day, it was like, okay, like that was this... like, that was like Mont Bird. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. it was like IMG Academy in football. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where dudes were going. So when you put all of this into the boiling pot, you know, the, what comes out of it is, is everything that you're saying here. And, 
you know, I, people are going to roll their eyes. There are a few names that are, you know, in this draft that you're expecting to hear that are going to make you roll your eyes. But a lot of us got got. And unfortunately, in this instance, a lot of us did. Um, does it hurt more that he goes to Toronto, shows a little bit of stuff, but ultimately was in the doghouse with Nick Nurse, like Nick Nurse hated him. Yep. Then he, I don't remember where he went after that. I don't think he went straight to the Lakers, but eventually when he gets to the Lakers, yeah. I, and I, I, another thing I've said on the show before, one of the only guys who actually knew how to play with LeBron. And I would argue that that's probably because of how much time he spent trying to figure out how to defend him. Exactly. You know what I mean? So because of that, you're able to figure out this is what he needs. And, you know, it was weird a lot of the times being in Staples or crypto, watching those Laker games and hearing Laker fans like gas Stanley. Cause I was like, yeah. you guys don't even know like the mm -hmm. emotional journey that, no. you know, that, I, that we've been on with him. Um, good pick though. I'm looking at my board, my second pick. There are a few here. We're already kind of in weird territory. Um, I did two versions. I have a big board 1.0 and a big board 2.0. I'm going to do a weird one. Hit me. I'm going to go with Joel Anthony. And wow. the reason that I put Joel Anthony on here is because, you know, I talk about when we got Avery Bradley, it was when I had kind of started to buy back in. Yeah. When we ended up with Joel Anthony, he had spent the last three years with Miami. Right. So I see him. I see a guy who, even though I know he's playing backup minutes, he's playing strong defensive backup minutes. That's what you got out of Joel Anthony. And I remember thinking, we got this vet who's played on the most, on the winningest team of, of the decade so far. You know what I mean? We have Andre Drummond. So whether you want Joel Anthony backing him up and being that defensive anchor and making up for whatever Andre Drummond can't produce on the defensive end or, he played power forward. He played a lot of power forward. I think it was after Detroit with the Celtics, but he had played it a few times in his career up to that point it was mainly a center, but could play the four. And I really thought that there was going to be value in having a guy who, again, even if he wasn't the heats starting center, he still played, you know, in that locker room on that legend. team. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually though. Right. Yeah. Uh, Luke Babbitt, sneaky, another 2k legend. Yeah. Um, but I, I really believed in the Joel Anthony is going to bring that championship mentality to Detroit and, and help Andre Drummond, who was in like year three at the time. Right. Yep. Um, I, I, I felt it. And that was a swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, Joel Anthony, I, that's a name I honestly didn't even have written down. As soon as you <laughs> said it, like I got hit with like a wave of memories, like a flashback scene. It was. I, I, you know, the most memorable thing about Joel Anthony that I can remember is, is, is him getting the whole Rodney Magruder where he, he, I don't know if you remember this, but he got dealt. And then I think the trade either got vetoed or some injury, something. And he, he came back and I will never forget it because they had him on Fox sports, Detroit the very next day getting interviewed about like getting traded and then not getting traded. And I remember he just simply did not give a single shit about it either way <laughs> was it like a, i don't remember this at all was it a medical thing like was it the bull i, I want to say it was i and i i don't have like i don't have it pulled up but i know for a fact that he was traded and 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 then not traded uh because he it, i don't know where he was going to get traded but he was supposed to get traded, he didn't get traded. um just one of those i think it was one of the first instances of like me being a fan actually remembering a guy not getting traded but uh um, good tidbit good tidbit yeah but watch me that watch that be completely inaccurate and some guys like dude what the hell anyway that'd be a good bet um yeah we're just gonna stick with that uh my second pick initially was gonna be one guy but because of how disgusting the joel anthony pick is i i, I feel <laughs> like i i need to kind of one up you a little bit um so the guy i'm gonna go with here is is uh glenn robinson the third oh um <laughs> And and <laughs> and the reason I went with with Glenn is uh, we picked him up. I I want to say the summer of 2018, and um, we were desperate, like really desperate for a wing because I, I Stanley was still on the team at the time, 
but this is was around the time where everybody was like, okay, Stanley, like he couldn't make layups. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was getting, it was getting to the point where it was Joker. Um, so I saw Glenn Robinson, the third, and I, I, I didn't watch many Pacers games the years, the year before, uh, and for context, the 2018, 19 season was like the season for me where I was just like, that was where like this being sick in the head about basketball and the NBA really started was that season Agreed. because of Blake. Um, there was a small period of time where I didn't care about sports and everything. And Blake honestly is what got me back into it. And honestly to, to where I am now. Um, and I remember being on Twitter and seeing how upset Pacers fans were about losing Glenn Robinson, the third. And I was like, huh, let me look up his age. And I want to say he was like his mid twenties or something. And I was like, you know what? There could be something here. You know, there could be something here. And I remember they talked about him like like he, he was going to have a role. He was going to do this. And he barely got minutes uh, that season. I I remember it was like it was like, OK, if like Stanley's not playing and like Reggie Bullock isn't playing, I guess we'll throw Glenn Robinson in there. And I was like, man, I really thought he was going to be decent because I want to say he signed a two year deal, too. But yeah, he, he that sounds he kinda, right. Yeah, he kind of stunk. And then he went to, I want to say, Sacramento after. And he he did slightly better. Uh, but then his career just kind of died. So I, I, I guess I, I was really bought in on, on the hype of Pacers fans. So this one's really, uh, you know, and res- responsible because of them. Um, but yeah, Glenn Robinson, the third. Whoa, not holding yourself accountable. This is on Pacer fans is what oh, you're saying. He, oh, hundred percent. I'm not taking responsibility for this. I, I was a little boy. I didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My biggest thing with him is I was just still in the, oh, well he went to Michigan. So he's probably not that good because at the time I didn't believe I was like, what is what was the track record up to that point? Like, what was Nick Stauskas doing in the NBA? Like, what was Spike Albrecht doing in the NBA? You know what I mean? They weren't doing a lot of stuff like the the Wagner's, the Jet Howard's of the world, uh, the Jordan Pools of the world. Like, they didn't exist like Michigan basketball. They weren't really pumping out like Trey Burke was was like, you know, like, yeah, he kind of had he was the one that I think everybody was just like, he's too good. Like him being a Michigan guy doesn't matter. He's just awesome. Uh, yeah. One of the first times in my life that I ever positively as a Michigan State fan reacted to a Michigan thing live was the was the shot against Kansas where I was like, yeah. this dude is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have Glenn Robinson on my big board. He wasn't even on the board. Wow. I love the pick. I love the pick. I didn't even think about it. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was that was deep in my bag. I think I even even if I thought about him, if I saw him in like the transaction, because that's what I was just doing. I went over like the logs for the last 10 yep. years. And even if I saw him, I think when we signed him, I was just, I was at least able to kind of be like, I don't maybe think we're going to get that much production out of him, uh, but it's a good pick and I like it. Thank you very much. Do you want me to do the one that I think you're going to veto? Go ahead. My third pick. Uh, third on my big board. Zaire Smith. Now, if you uh, want me, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want me to plead my case first, I'll hear you out. Okay. Now, the reason it might not count is because he was on the roster for 10 days. He never put on a uniform. I'd be shocked if they printed one for him. I genuinely don't know. But the Pistons end up with him in some in some deal. It was uh, Troy's like first offseason on the job. Uh, the second that like the moratorium ended in November. He does the Bruce deal and he's doing he does the Dwayne Dedman deal and he's moving all these pieces around. And somehow we end up with Zaire Smith. And at the time, really, all that we knew about him was that he hadn't really gotten to be unleashed. But if nothing else, he had bounce. That's what we knew about him is he had bounce. And for a team that had just drafted Killian Hayes or was expected to draft a point guard between Killian Hayes and Tyrese. But I just don't remember the timeline. It was like putting that guy in the same backcourt, throwing him lobs. I love it. The other thing we knew about him is that he had a peanut allergy and <laughs> Troy must not have been into that because he's only on the roster for 10 days and he was out of here. And that was kind of my experience. My, my first experience with, Oh, so sometimes you end up with a guy that like everybody in the room knows is not going to be on the team. And he's only here because the money had to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and so that was a, a heartbreaking moment for me. Uh, when he wasn't on the team, are we going to allow it? 
Uh, I'm going to have to veto this one, but I do, I do, I do, I do empathize with the pick because I, I, I remember we traded for him and being as shameless as I was, I remember tweeting like a ball is life as I air mixtape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, Troy is cooking. And, uh... <laughs> but he was though, everybody yeah. was excited about it. And yeah. I even remember James, even though, you know, we weren't like best friends or anything at the time we, but like, you know, we knew each other a little bit yeah. just on Twitter. I remember even, Hey, he was like, what is everybody's deal? This guy is, he's not on the team. Like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, okay. That got vetoed. Is it because he didn't play? Uh, I would say if he had even made it to preseason. I sure. would, I would allow it, but he didn't. Let me go down the board. Then I don't like that pick. I don't want to do it. I got to think of a different one. I'm going to go Jameer Nelson. Oh, wow. Jameer Nelson gets picked up. I remember getting into a fight with somebody on Twitter because they're talking about how the Pistons prove once again that they are a laterally moving team exclusively. They will never do the big thing. They'll only go after these big. And I'm sitting there like, we're talking about a guy who's averaged like 14 a game in his career, 44% from three. Like, I'm sorry, 44% from the field, like 30, I don't know, 32 and change from three, like 82% from the line. I don't care that he's 35 years old. Like that matters. In the NBA, that matters. And for a team that's like, I don't know, can we like maybe make a little push at the end? I'm thinking like you're out of your mind. You're insane. Jameer Nelson plays seven games for Detroit, shoots 22% from the field, <laughs> uh, and then is forced into retirement because nobody else gave him a contract after that. So at 35 years old, uh, his last game was with Detroit. Uh, I was really, really wrong about that. Turns out being 35 <laughs> does matter. It yeah. It, he uh that was the first season my family ever had season tickets so i watched that full experience live in person um and i actually I, the first season at lca was historically bad attendance wise right and i remember they upgraded our seats to the point where we were courtside and not only were we courtside because we our, our our ticket our season ticket seats were like in the mezzanine like they weren't they weren't okay. very close that year we got all the way from there to, to courtside uh, <laughs> and they put us on the bench with the trailblazers and wow. uh, yeah, which was, I sat, I want to say I sat next to Jake Lehman, hell of a guy, super nice. Talked to me and my dad the whole time, upstanding guy, uh, type of guy you'd want your daughter to, to marry uh, just wonderful guy. Right. Even though he technically wasn't supposed to talk to us, but he knew he wasn't getting any playtime. Um, is that in the, like the code of conduct? Like, don't talk to the I, players. Yes, the, the, the minute you get put to your seats, are like, do not go, do not look at the players, do not talk to the players. Okay, okay. And I, he's just like, how are you guys doing tonight? And then I remember, <laughs> just went on from there. And they like, he just talked about the whole state of the team. He's like, why are all the seats red? I'm like, we thought it'd be a lot more full in here. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it was that off season they changed yeah. all the upholstery to like black. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember everybody was everybody on that team hated Andre Drummond and hated Stanley Johnson. I heard some of the most vile things come from that bench about those two. And I want to say Jameer Nelson was on the team at the time because one of the players, I want to say it was like, God, who was it? It was like, was Nene on the team at that time? Portland. He could have been. It was somebody. Sure. Um, and I remember just hearing, I see, I saw Jameer Nelson. He goes, what the fuck is he doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't even disagree. No, seriously. I, that was I like was the consensus. Like, it's that's the yeah. thing. I, I, you know, one of the things I probably should have said up top, and I think your list is even kind of the same is it's like, because these are personal swings and misses, like some of them, like Jameer Nelson, you probably hear it at home and you're like, most of you are like, yeah, why did you think he was going to do anything? I don't know. I don't know why I thought he was going to do anything, but I did. Uh, who do you got next for your third pick? Yeah, yeah, on my on my third pick. So, obviously, I have Darko on my board, but, like, that doesn't count, right? Because, number no. one, he's too big. And then, number two, I was, like, one, maybe, mm. um, when he got drafted. So Yeah, it doesn't count, Vito. Like, I, well, I, that's I, not I, my yeah, official yeah, Vito because yeah, you didn't I, take I was, him. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not, right. not going to take him, but I, I have him on there, but I'm going to go back to the draft and I'm going to draft another person who broke my heart 
um, and I can say this officially that he didn't pan out because he's out of the league. Um, I guess you can tell like this, this is really around a time where we just took a chance on a lot of guys where we, we just completely missed. Uh, and, and this guy is Sekou Dembuya. Um, he, I have a funny story about this. I, so when I first really got on Pistons Twitter, from the end of the season until the actual draft of the 2019, like going into the 2019 draft, every single day without fail on my old account, I had tweeted, I, the Pistons will draft Nikhil Alexander Walker. And I drafted, I said that every single day until the draft. I remember. And this. yep. And the day of the draft comes and Nikhil Alexander Walker is there for the picking at 15. I'm like, we are so good. He's SGA's cousin. And even SGA was not who he is now at that time. And I still no. thought he was nice. I was like, I was like, this is great. Like, we're going to draft the next SGA because we didn't get to draft him last year. And I remember Adam Silver walking up to there and going like, Seku Dumbuya. And I'm like, oh, oh, man. And I just sit there and like, you know, the Incredibles meme where it's Mr. Incredible and he just goes from like smiling to yeah, yeah, yeah. like at the tank. It was it was <laughs> yeah. that. And that was that entire thing. So you would think this isn't a guy I was going to buy into, but my brother, who was like 12 at the time, maybe, was like, Sark, this guy is going to be the next Giannis. I'm telling you, this guy is going to be the next Giannis and a Decupo. Like, he's going to be he's going to be the next guy. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. I look up his highlights and I saw a couple of cool dunks and I was like, you know what? You're right. And from that moment on, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy might not be Giannis but he might be Pascal Siaka, you know, like we, 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 there might be something here. And I had no reason to think that actually until he played and that first stretch of games where he played Kevin O'Connor personally tricked me. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and he was like, man, it, it might be early, but you know, Detroit's really got something here. And I, he made a whole YouTube video about it. And I, you shouldn't be feeding my ego at that point because I was like, wow, this is, this is our guy. And the minute he postered Tristan Thompson, yeah, I, I can't recall specifically, but I think I ripped my shirt in half. I want to say, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was doing like a, a full scream. It was the highlight of that season. And here we are in the year of 2023. And he is a guy who gets fits off on Instagram. I tell you what, though, he was, if nothing else, he won a chip with um, the Maryland, Claws, yeah, the main, the, the main Red Claws. Blue, blue Coats. Blue I'm coats. sorry. The, is that who it was? Whoever it was, yeah, he won a yeah. chip. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The team with Mac, Mac McClung. Right. So that's not nothing. Yeah. That's a little something, that's, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. Shout out to the G League. But I, I don't even think he's going to last in the G League either. No, but it's it it's it's one of those things where, you know, now we can look back and most of us can admit that. You know, whoever you were expecting to draft there, the air did get let out of the room a little bit where you're yeah. kind of like, what are we doing? What is this? Yeah. Like, who's this? Um, And I even remember I've told this, I think, before, uh, like a week after he got drafted, there was still a lot of confusion on which way to pronounce his name. I was <laughs> on ESPN radio and they were like saying it in like 15 different ways. And I kept correcting them saying it was Siku. So like yep. I can't even go back and listen to that interview as like a cool little like hey I was on ESPN radio because I will not listen to myself very like confident confidently being like it's Siku guys <laughs> like that's insane um, I remember that was the same draft uh, where I chalked Cam Johnson I thought he was falling to us he went like eleven or twelve to Phoenix um, I don't remember where Nasir Little was in all of that but he went within. Oh, yeah. He was either he was around us. I don't remember if it was like yep, a, you know was. a couple before, he a couple after. after. I want to say he was after. That's what I think too. And so I think that's yeah. where my brain was. And like, at least he's still in the league. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm not here to. Um, yeah, the sacred thing was cool. I mean, I remember you, you kind of mentioned it. There was that draft workout video that that we were all watching uh, as soon as we made the pick, where he was just like running around the gym and he was ripping the net like it wasn't yep. even it wasn't touching the rim. Yep. Um, and that's just the, you know, everyone did the whole thing where it's like, oh, he was the 15th pick. Giannis was the 15th pick, but you also have to remember we were still at a time where people were scared of drafting guys who played in Europe. 
yep. and people who didn't play in the NCAA. We're now in 2023. That's not something that people worry about at all. But like this is the Kristaps Porzingis era. This is the Drajan yeah. Bender area era. Right? You know what I mean? Yep. And and, yep. and Kristaps is, you know, does he have an NBA career? He has like he definitely has. But for all intents and purposes, you know what I mean? Where even if it wasn't, you know, it's the 15th pick. It's not like we you know took him fifth overall. Right. But there is still that part of you when you're a team that doesn't have anything at all. Do we really want to go for the rawest guy in the draft? Um, yeah. That's what we did that year. Uh you know, I knew he was going to get picked. I was kind of putting it off because I just didn't want to make the pick because like it, it, for this specific exercise, I mean, like taking Seku as a guy who like, you know, it didn't work out because it's like you just look back and you're kind of sad about it. But uh, <laughs> it's a good pick. It's a good pick. He was uh, number five on my board. So now the top six have either been selected or vetoed. So now I got a few left to choose here. Fourth pick. I'm going to go with Dante Hall. Wow. And I and I liked Dante Hall a lot because you look at his frame and you see a guy who's 6'9", 230, and you're like, if he's a little bit agile, you can do a lot of things with him and you can play him in a, in a lot of different spots. And he kind of never got that chance to unleash and like he had this like little spin move that he would do in the post that was really he was just really quick twitched in certain situations. And I really thought in the right set of circumstances, he would be able to put it together for us. Pretty sure he he spent most of the time with the if it was the drive or the cruise, whoever it was at the time. Actually, he might have. I'd have to go back and look at the timeline. Was he here when we didn't have a G League team? Uh, I want to say so he was here in 20 that 2019 ish. Yep. Yep. I, I want to say 2019, 20. He was we we still had the. uh the, the Grand Rapids drive. Okay. You know, he ends up, uh, he spent a year with us and then ends up in Brooklyn. He played like five games for us. Didn't do anything yep. at all. Yep. Goes to Brooklyn, plays like seven games for them. Didn't do anything at all. Goes to Orlando, kind of gets a chance, kind of gets a yep. chance to show. He plays like, I don't know, like a quarter of the season maybe. Um, but there was just nothing there. And, and since he's, he's not on an NBA roster in like two yep. years, I think so. Uh, yep, that's my pick, Dante Hall. I don't even. It's okay if you don't even have notes on him. I, 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 I actually do because okay. uh, Bally Sports. I remember. I think it was Bat. Was it Bally or Fox at that time? Might have been Fox. It would have been Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember one pregame like video where they do like Greg's game plan or something. I remember they compared him to Ben Wallace. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> they compared him to Ben Wallace. And even I was like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Like, what, what what's what's going on right now? Like, is this really where we're at? Um, I, I did think he was going to be better than he was than he was. Uh, so I, I can give you that for sure. I forgot he existed until you said that, though. 100 percent had to have been the most fun thing about this exercise is going back and, and thinking like, oh, yeah, him. Yeah. Whoa, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I, I I looked him up as you were talking, and I even spelled his name wrong because I, I forgot it was with an O. Um, but what what pick are we on right now? Four. This is your fourth pick. Yeah, we each okay. get one more after this. Okay, I gotta make this one count. Um, man, and I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who who we um may have forgotten, but it's Eric Moreland. I thought about uh, it. Yeah, I I I. I never thought he was going to be like amazing. Don't get me wrong. But did I think this guy was going to be a, a, a serviceable role player on like a playoff team? A hundred percent. I I thought this cause he just hustled, man. Like he, he was one of those guys where like, you know, like they might not be the most like he actually, no, I, he had, he had some skill, but he, he, he was a hustle guy, you know, like he, and you need those guys and he backed up Andre and we never really had good backup centers for Andre. And I was like, this, this might be our backup center. Like, you know, uh, this might be our guy. Uh, and he also had really cool dreads and yep. tattoos and he looked cool. So I was like, that's an added bonus. His this aesthetic. Is, I'm with you yeah. on this. His aesthetic. Yeah. You were like, I'm rooting for this guy. Yeah. 100%. And if I remember correctly, he got that shit on. He, most of the time he had that shit on too. Like he, he, he was, he was, he was a fit, he was a fit God. Um, but he, I don't, he, 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 he kind of fizzled out almost immediately after he left. I remember. The only thing I remember on his post Pistons career is Andre like yamming on him 
like just absolutely yamming on him and then like letting him hear it afterwards and then just like saying like oh yeah that, that was my guy he at but, least to his credit you have to preface his name with nba champion because he was on that raptors team yes he was yeah yeah because that was so, the year he got postered Yep, yep, it was him and like Jeremy Lin were the two names that I was like, nice. These guys have yep. championships now. No, I hundred percent agree. Like those, there are teams in the league. Um, you know, maybe this isn't quite a one to one, but the closest thing that comes to mind is like Milwaukee will probably always have Thanasis onto the Kumpo because right. a, it's Giannis's brother and it's like a favor, you know. Yeah. But b, because he's one of the best bench mob dudes. He's one of the best energy guys in the league. 100%. Like when you throw him out there, when the team needs kind of like this bump. You know, um, he always comes through. And the the few Bucks games that I've come to that that he's checked in is when I get the most excited. It's because I'm like, he's about to do something crazy. Um, and Eric Moreland wasn't like that. Like he wasn't like ripping the ball out of dude's hands and like pounding his chest and like standing yeah. over dudes and you know, putting a hole in the floor. Yeah. Um, but he towered over dudes. He was a big guy. 100%. I like I like the pick a lot. This yeah, is a good pick. Yeah. The Nasus um, is, is is basically like a Pokemon. Like you just put him out there and he's he's, <laughs> he's got some energy that's not normal it's like if you need someone to eat three fouls send thanasis out there you know what i mean because it doesn't matter if he gets into foul trouble it's like i'll throw him out there uh so before we each make our final pick i'll do a quick recap i've drafted so far avery bradley joel anthony jameer nelson and dante hall you've drafted i should add zyre smith was vetoed yeah you have drafted Stanley Johnson, Sekou Dumboya, Glenn Robinson III, and Eric Moreland. Yep. Now, for, for my last pick here, one of these isn't very nice. I might save it for honorable mentions. I'm going to do the... I'm going to do Joe Johnson. Okay. Be- because the context to it matters, right? The, the timeline of the, of the Joe Johnson Pistons stint and technically, maybe this is one that enters veto territory, but he played mm-hmm. preseason games, right? So the timeline here is Joe Johnson is kind of trying to carve his way back into the league as like a 30-something-year-old, right? In his yep. mid to high 30s. Yep. He goes into the big three league. I think it was the Ice Cube League. Wins MVP. His team is awesome. Yep. NBA teams are like, okay, maybe Joe's got a little bit in the tank. The Pistons bring him in for a camp deal, keep him through the preseason. The problem was the Pistons also brought in Christian Wood. So now it's this battle in the preseason of which one of these guys is going to get a roster spot. And there was legitimate concern that that guy was going to end up being Joe Johnson. Now, before this happened, though, everybody was on board with the Joe Johnson thing because it was like this guy has just been a certified bucket for 20 years. You know what I mean? And a a team that needs a scoring punch, I don't care how old he is, like maybe. Right. And this kind of maybe just maybe what I'm learning through this draft is I spent a lot of years getting really excited about old dudes in the league and believing that there was still a little bit left in the tank. You know what I mean? Uh, But as you know, as, as it happens, Christian Woods and uh, Christian Wood ends up uh, winning the, winning the final roster spot as it should have happened. That should have happened. I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, do we think Joe Johnson should got? No. Yeah. Uh, But for that, that brief moment, we saw what he did in the big three and we were like, maybe Uh, that did not end up happening though. And Joe Johnson was, was cut. That was my final pick. Who do you got? Um, real quick on Joe Johnson. Um, that was that was someone who I was like, okay, this is very cool. But the guy who I I'm going to say right now, I know it's going to get vetoed. I'm just going to say it anyways. Michael Beasley was very briefly a Detroit mm, Piston. Make your case. And. and I, I remember I was like, man, this guy's going to be an absolute bucket. Like he turned down a deal. And I don't know why I made such a big deal out of this at the time, but I was like, he turned down a deal in China. A very, <laughs> <much>. <laughs> he turned down like a big deal in China. So it's a company. The Guangdong Tigers yeah, are going to have yeah. to wait. The Pistons yeah, are on man. deck. Like, yeah. The Pistons are on deck. Sorry, Taiwan. Um, yeah. And. I, I remember he, he was like in the locker room hanging out with like Sekou and he was like making fun of him or something. And I was like, wow, we found our guy. And not only that, but I, I was like, man, we needed this scoring. And then you're like, actually, we're cutting him or signing Joe Johnson. And I was like, oh, well, uh, I, I you can veto 
Michael Beasley. It, it, he didn't technically make it to preseason. And I guess that's our, that's, that's our, kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if if but, you want, if you want to not make that pick and then I save my veto, I mean, this is your last pick anyway. So sure. Yeah. Veto Michael Beasley. I don't, whoever okay. you pick after this, you know, just, yeah. Okay. Uh, what, uh the guy I'm going to go with a- after this is, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm going with Bond maker. Uh, <sighs> The normal person would be like, you know, I thought, you know, they'd be like, oh, Thon Maker, he stinks. Why would you ever be excited for him? Well, here's the thing. Um, your thing is old guys. And oh, oh, wow, that was about to sound crazy. I was about to say my thing is young guys. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but guys who are like in that 21 to like, 24 age range granted he might not have been actually 21 when we traded for him he might have been 36 yeah jury's out right yeah yeah um but he was long pause he 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 had he had great uh he had he had great uh stretches where he would look like maybe this is a guy who was you know what kevin garnett said he would be with as a future mvp and I think a lot of this pick is 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 me coping with trading Stanley Johnson because even at the time I was like I don't think this is a good move but if we traded him for Stanley there's got to be something there and my my reasoning for this pick goes down to his first game as a Detroit Piston. Oh. In his yeah, first right. game. All in cuz he was really him, Sfee and uh Wayne Ellington were our were our mid-season acquisitions. And I remember them making a big deal about Thon's first game. Thon's first game, what could it be? He could be good. He could be bad. He could be great. Um, he goes out there, and he is, if I want to say Thanasis was like a Pokemon, then, like, I don't even know what, what Thon was. He was he was out there, and it was full energy. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was some, it was some of the most intense energy that you will see from a guy who, looks like he's supposed to be really good and he goes out there and within like his first few minutes on the court he loses a tooth yep and i remember my brother at the time freaked out he was like oh my god like he this guy is 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 giving that bad boy energy you know like he's he's gonna He's he's laying it all out in his first game. As he's covered in blood and he was smiling, and I was like, man, like that's the that's the type of attitude we're looking for here. And you know, he could play those backup minutes for 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 Blake and Andre, and you know that could be a perfect fit. And then he ended up starting in the playoffs when Blake was injured, and it hurt my soul to watch. Um, yeah, he got put in the and, basket a few times. I mean, he gets put yeah. up against Brook Lopez and Giannis. I mean, what do you want yeah, him to do? Yeah, he he even made Ursan Ilyasova look like prime Larry Bird for a second there. It was bad. Um, but I genuinely thought there was something there with Thon. Even the year after, I was like, okay, Thon and Christian Wood? Maybe? Dude, well, here's the thing is uh, Christian Wood's, uh, I say first year here. He's only one, here for one year. But when yeah. Christian Wood was here uh, post-All-Star break, it was like the first week that the Pistons were back. If you go back and look at the splits, the numbers that they were putting up, uh, between Christian Wood and Thon Maker, we were calling them the Thin Towers. Yeah. Like they were talking about it on Fox. Like Johnny Kane yeah. was like, "Oh, look at the Thin Towers." They were world eaters, right? And we yeah. were kind of like, "What's going on here?" And it felt like it it was real with Christian Wood because he had been displaying it all year, right? Yeah. With Thon, it was kind of like either this is just like you mentioned him doing one of those stretches, or it finally worked and we finally, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I would say, you know, admittedly for me, when that trade happened, it's just kind of one of those you traded St- Stanley Johnson for Thon Maker. It's a Spider-Man pointing meme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the same picture dot JPEG. Like it's just yeah. this, it's not. So I didn't have a lot of juice in it. You know, like it the bull bull thing. I kind of got a little bit more. I got up for that one a yeah, little bit, you know, and then that that whole saga was just annoying. Um, yeah. Although I will say like if maybe we should just be for real about this. Like let's pretend we're in an alternate timeline. The bull bull trade went through, even though it was only a year and a half ago, I feel like he might already be in this draft. Oh, a hundred percent. He would, he would have had seven good games 
Yeah. <laughs> that would have tricked ESPN and like Bleacher Report. And, you know, everybody, once he kind of started sucking and, you know, starts getting less minutes, they're going to be like, why are we playing Bull Bull? Why aren't we playing Bull Bull? And then he gets cut and it's the same, it's the same thing as Orlando, essentially. Now, and, yeah. We're, let's do some honorable mentions here. Let's do it. I got to do a quick, I got to do a final count here. And then your last pick was Thon Maker. So I just got to write Correct. that one down. So honorable mentions, who did you have? Who didn't get drafted? Um, I had a lot of guys on my list. Um, I'm going to run through a couple. Uh, firstly, being Kyrie Thomas. Um, same draft as uh, as uh, Bruce Brown. Uh-huh. Um, I, I remember watching him. And he's only a guy like you would think is decent from like, if you watch like the, the, the shitty, like garbage time minutes, if you watch him cook during those minutes, you're like, why is this guy not getting minutes? We need scoring. And this guy has a bag. Um, I was, I was invested in Kyrie to the point where like, I genuinely would watch like any highlight of his. And I would be like, you know, there might be something here. And he didn't make it to that. Two, I think he was on the roster, but he got either like wait. He was he could have been on the roster for the 2020, 2021 team. Um, he didn't make it. Right. And I, I, I did think he was he was he was going to make it. Um, him and Bruce R.I.P. Um, but I, I yeah. did think Thomas was going to be nice. I'm not going to lie. I look the, the one that in that same vein that I, I stared at his name. I stared at the blue link in basketball reference and I didn't dare click it to look at his stats because I was like, don't do it, Nick. You don't mean this. I almost put Jordan Bowen on here. I was oh, that man. close, dude. But I was like, he was one of the first players that I it clicked with me that sometimes you take that dude in the second round and people are just going to be excited about people. It's a mystery box every time because... Yeah. More often than not, that guy's not going to get a chance. That guy's not going to get a shot. You're not going to see him play consequential minutes. And so it's just, he's a guy who was super quick, right? He was super quick, um, like lightning fast to the basket. He could shoot a little bit. Um, If we drafted him today, people would say, does he kind of play like John Morant? Wonder why they say that, right? Can I give you with it? Here's a Jaden. I don't remember if I've said this on the show or not. I feel like I might have said this last week. So for those who have listened, I apologize if I've already said this point. Jaden Ivey gets a haircut. Yep. Magically, I bet it cuts the the John Morant comparison oh to God. half by fifty. I swear to God. I was I was literally thinking that the minute he cut his hair, I'm like, you're gonna start hearing, oh wow, he plays a lot like Deer and Fox. But actually, so just, though, I, 100%. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're 100% going to start hearing that now instead of John Morant because it's like, oh, well, he doesn't have dreads anymore. So, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think I, a lot of, of, of what people assess players that they don't know anything about is comes down to they'll never admit this if they look cool. We kind of, I mean, t- yeah. first of all, you're 100% right. We kind of did that with Eric Moreland, though. I, yes, and I, so, I, like, sometimes yeah. it's a vibes thing. It's like, do you it look is. like you're good at basketball? And Jordan Bohm did look like he was good at basketball. He right. he he had, he had that look that like you would give like a two K player, and you're like, yeah, this, this guy's gonna like not even like a two K player for like my career, like a guy you'd make like in a in a draft class, you yeah. know, like when you're just kind of just like it's at the point where you're 2030 and you're just making guys. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where like yeah, he's gonna develop to like 82, you know. Awesome take. I love this take. Yeah. Uh, another guy I had on here, Tim Frazier. What do you think about that one, Tim Frazier? Hey, he People was on my list. list. Yeah, he was on my list. Yeah, I, I ironically, I, I saw a tweet just yesterday about it was like from that season where I think it was Pistons talk or somebody had said something like, guys, I don't understand why people aren't saying this team got better. Last year, it was Jose Calderon. This year, it's Tim Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one. This is the this is the one I said. I don't look, maybe this is kind of mean. I don't, this probably would have gotten vetoed. Okay. That's why I didn't say it. Maybe yeah. it's too early. Killian Hayes. Oh man. He was number four on my list. I didn't okay. say it. Okay. I didn't say it. I didn't say it out of respect for him. 
right and and him being currently on the team that i can't i guess i can't say technically he didn't pan out yet because you know he's got at least one year left right maybe you know if he makes it to training camp. at most he has like 330 days left right yeah at at the bare and at the you know bare minimum he could have possibly 30 days before he's you know in <laughs> right san antonio but right well do you have anybody else on the list um austin day that was one of the first guys who ever tricked me. Um. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. realized I'm devastated. I just ruined my entire draft. I didn't not just pick him. I didn't put him down. Peyton Siva. Dude, oh my he God. should have been my first pick. I'm crushed because if you want to talk about getting tricked, I was certain right as rain. Peyton Siva was going to save the Detroit Pistons. He was the same class as Contavious Caldwell Pope. I said, KCP stinks. There was a joke, me and my friends in high school, when I when, when KCP got drafted, I was like a freshman in high school. KCP, yeah. kid can't play. I yep. hated him. And I was like, Peyton Siva needs to actually play. And he never did. Well, he did, but he didn't do anything. I got tricked yeah, by Peyton Siva. I, I, I did too. He's actually on my list. Um, oh, Because I, I actually grew up, a Michigan fan, ironically, because I currently am at Michigan State. Um, and I remember Peyton Siva broke my heart and then we drafted him and I was like, you know, for all the for all the emotional damage he did to me, he might he might do some good. And then he just continued to break my heart. So it was the the guy from that Louisville team that would have probably made you feel worse was Luke Hancock. Oh yeah. Cause he was just nuking you guys that entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I I very vividly remember like that entire year. That was that that team absolutely devastated me. Uh, it was it was hard to watch. But you know now nah, I don't give a shit about Michigan basketball. So when that Villanova championship game came around, I remember there wasn't a player in college basketball I hated more than Dante DiVincenzo. But watching him light Michigan up, like wink at the crowd in that slow motion you know, I was like, suddenly, I don't know what happened, but Dante DiVincenzo is my guy. And to this day, yep. pretty consistently, Dante DiVincenzo makes the Motondo All-Star team. Uh, but I just want to say, uh, this is probably why James says I can't draft is because I forget to put a guy like Peyton Siva on there, which is <laughs> like literally, dude, when I had this idea, he was who I was thinking of. So the fact that I went through two entirely different big boards named like probably like 15 to 20 different players. Peyton Siva yeah. not on the list. Pretty devastating. If I could go back and change any of my picks, I would swap Joe Johnson for Peyton Siva, but I'm going to stand by it. I have to own this mistake. I have to wear it. Uh, I, go ahead. I, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of fitting that he even disappoints you now. No. Yeah, there is something, there is some poetry about, me just forgetting about him which is but it's just ironic because of how much i think about him yeah yeah you know what i mean um, yeah yeah i guess the the last of, of my of my guys that i i have on my honorable lunch honorable mentions list would be uh svi svi mahaluk um i i, I would sneaky was, veto i would do a stealth really veto. really i think he worked i think that worked i guess that's fair he got us hamadou diallo uh, yeah who well who's not on a who's actually not on, not a, roster. on a roster most most all. recently been seen uh in new york city playing street basketball with adam sandler i don't know if you saw that yeah, yeah i did actually uh -huh. good for him um i hope he gets a he's too good to not have a contract like that's not saying like he's amazing but like he he should is not, he not. I mean, like, okay, I'm not I'm, like, I don't want to do this thing where like i am like shitting on a player just to do it and james isn't here to check me and like you know yeah. whatever but like, he hasn't been able to shoot for five years. Okay, I hear that. I hear that. Right, I hear that. But I will say this: sneak, sneakily good on defense. He's got insane hops. Yep. Uh, and he is he is a hundred percent. He is like um, Walmart Alex Caruso, in my opinion, mm. at his best. At his best, as far as like hustle and play style, I, I, I would, I would say I would, that like going 
go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I would. I would. I, obviously, he's not. He's not going to be a starter or anything like that unless he gets a shot. But I, I would love him on any roster as an energy guy. You give him a. You you put him on Golden State. I think he would be fine. Uh, and every time James would say something positive about Hamadou Diallo on on this podcast, this very podcast, I'd start beating my chest. I I would like I would if I was driving, that would pump me up. Because I was always a Hamadou Diallo guy. I, I genuinely enjoyed his minutes, even when they were sometimes unwatchable. I give you credit because here's what I'd say is it feels like he would have been one of those guys in the middle of July, at the end of July, when the Lakers or the Suns, these these you know, cap strapped teams are just trying to fill out the roster. They're handing yeah. out a million and a half to anybody with a pulse. I would say that that's maybe where it feels like get, get one of those prove it deals, those one year, one yeah. million dollar prove it deals for Amadou Diallo. Because uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do think it's weird he's not on a roster. I don't even think Saban is in Phoenix anymore. I don't know for sure. I don't think I he just, is anymore. I, I just realized I have my own PMC though. Who's that? Uh, my 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 glorious king, my my twin. My twin, uh, my my spirit oh. animal side of the Mormon uh, part. <laughs> I didn't put Frank Jackson on this list. How did we not put Frank Jackson on this list? I didn't put Frank Jackson on my list. And the minute that he left this team, my heart was genuinely shattered. I, I truly love that man on this team so much. And I didn't write him down. I'm like kind of i'm like genuinely upset i'm genuinely disappointed that not just not that both of us did it but because I, maybe it's just that because we both i know that we're like-minded in this way that we love frank jackson also like you mentioned you had to deal with the twin accusations for 100%. like have you ever seen czar and frank jackson in the room at the same time i don't, I don't know if we have still happens. uh still happens uh but uh Definitely would have been definitely would have been like top three or four on my on my board. So that's that's pretty devastating. Um, overall, we'll do one last uh, one last review here of the teams. Well, not teams. Again, it's important to know these are not teams. Uh, I chose Avery Bradley, Joel Anthony, Jameer Nelson, Dante Hall, Joe Johnson. And now that I know that like Peyton Siva and Frank Jackson, like I, this, this could have been so much better for me. Uh Czar picked Stanley Johnson, Seiko Dumboya, Glenn Robinson the third, Eric Moreland, and Thon Maker. You're damn right. Do, do you have any uh general manager Zark? Do you have any closing remarks on any of these players? Anybody that we missed? Anything about how this show went? What do you got to tell the people before we get out of here? Um as far as this draft, I'm I'm proud of what we did. Uh, not a chance that Eric Moreland would be on this team if if I had remembered Frank Jackson. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And just like how we, we have messed up in actual drafts, uh, you know, we make mistakes. And I, I I really forgot about the man who's personally like one of my most memorable Pistons of all time. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'm happy with it. Uh, Nick, I thought you pr- brought together a true, a great stick sicko squad like that's 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 joel anthony was dante hall like that's 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 the type of stuff i come on this podcast for um but overall man thank you for having me on today i i really appreciated you reaching out and uh i've I, i've long first time long time you know um and uh yeah i shout out to uh shout out to james shout out to you shout out to the bnc pod um Shout out to Bully Ball. Oh, also shout out to uh, Mean and and Matt. I I Mean would kill me if I didn't shout him out. He helps us out with the Bully Ball as well. Um, yeah, man. I this is this has been really fun. Do you want to? Since you're filling in for James, we'll do. Let's do this live on the pod. Hash this okay. one out. Yeah. When I sign off, do you want to do the piece? You know what I'm talking about? Where I say, we'll catch you guys in the next one. You say, peace. The way that James does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to do it? Yeah, do a few test runs if you have to. Okay, okay. Clear your throat. Peace. That's perfect. One for one. You went one for one. That was perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. Saw the lovely reviews that some of you left last week. Screenshotted them, sent them to James, 
and he loved them. So thank you guys very much for that. If you listen to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.